recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. done to me to these people out here since you've been gone it can't be so Andre listen to me day one man when I set my eyes on you brother you're the reason I got in professional wrestling you were like a god to me a role model you can't be here with him man you're the one that took me all the way from nothing to the world's title Andre you can't be with him man no no wait one minute you're the one that taught me man about respect for the fans about helping the kids. You're the one that taught me about good sportsmanship. You set the, the mold for me to follow, man. What are you doing here with him? I'll tell you what he's doing here with me. He's sick and tired of you and what you stand for. Let me tell you something, Hogan. You're the one that for three years as world champion used this man. You're also the vermin that made this man I can't tell you what I think about it. You used him, they gave him a trophy. But no, that wasn't good enough. It was a littler trophy than yours. But you had to walk out and steal that moment. You're so jealous of this man, you can't stand it. He, oh, this is the man for 15 years that is undefeated. But did you ever once? No, man, you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. When I won the world title, he poured champagne over my head. 
It was like a bond of friendship. You're wrong, Heenan. Did you ever once, once in your life, offer him a championship match? You left behind his back. No, Andre, listen, it's not happening. Tell me it's not so, man. Even though you came out here with him, you don't have to leave with him. It's not happening. Thank you, Ansel, my shoulders. One more thing to say to you, Hogan. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one reason. To challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no. It's not happening, man. We're friends. We're friends, Andre, please. You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. Andre, what are you doing, man? You can't leave like this, man. What are you doing, Andre? You can't cross the shirt. What's wrong with him, man? You can't leave like this. You're bleeding. It's not out. Andre, come back, man. You don't have to leave like this. What no, is he no, doing? No. You're bleeding. Jesus. What's... Come, come. Come on. Hello and welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. This is the Hogan Era Podcast. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me today, of course, is the doctor himself, Mr. J, Dr. Jargo. Michael, how are you doing today, sir? I'm I'm doing pretty good, Paz, but I got to say, man, when you asked me to do this show, I thought it was a rib. Hmm. Because you know my opinion of Hulk Hogan. You know yeah. I'm not a big Hulk Hogan fan. And then you were like, I want to do the Andre thing. And I was like, oh, so see subliminally deep inside of your subconscious pause. Yes. You know, Bobby Heenan was right. And the feud that we are going to talk about today, Hulk Hogan was the heel. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. I've talked to some guys and they were thinking that Hogan learned so much heel stuff early on that he just decided, hey, this works. I'm keeping it, even though if I'm a baby face or not, I'm just going like, to keep doing heel stuff. Well, and this is a perfect example. I know you're going to do an episode later on Bobby Heenan. Yes. But the, the magic of Bobby Heenan throughout what, when Andre finally got together with Heenan, when it got to the real big climax of this feud, of course, we would see it for years, even going down the mountain, too. It's, it's kind of a weird shaped yes. pyramid. Yep. Um, Heenan, everything that he said was true. And that's what made him such a great heel because you have Hulk Hogan, like the, the, the quintessential good guy. And Bobby Heenan is pointing out all of his flaws and showing you what a jerk Hulk Hogan really is. And it was all true. Possibly, possibly all true, but really all true pause, you know, it deep down. That's why you asked me to be on this episode today, but really why I wanted to bring you on. Cause I know we're talking Hogan era and everyone knows I love, I love the Hulkster and it, this is probably the most important era in wrestling. If you think about it, cause it really sets off a huge, gigantic, legit, real boom period in wrestling. He'll do it again with the NWO, but this was like the first real legit, just gigantic national global boom period and all thanks to the Hulkster. But you're going to keep me in check. You're going to see where I'm going right, where I'm going wrong here. But also I wanted you on because you know your stuff. And we were talking about it kind of just passing it by. But you were saying how big Andre was at the time, how big of a star 
beating Andre and then how much of an accomplishment that was and how that kind of puts Hogan over the hill. But really, when you think about it, okay, you got Hogan, you got Andre. At the time, the two biggest stars having the biggest feud ever in the history of wrestling, I think. you Before it, you had Piper and Hogan, which was huge, set off WrestleMania. You had a bunch of other smaller Hogan feuds, but they would do gigantic business and have huge gates and huge TV ratings. We'll talk about Orndorff on another episode, maybe um, Bundy a little bit as well. But you have these gigantic other periods where it's like, okay, you, Piper, that was huge. Wow, huge business with Orndorff. What the hell? Wow, huge business with Bundy. And the Hogan train just keeps on rolling. Wow, Kamala. They're selling out shows in, in all over the place with Kamala. Okay, I'll, I'll work with Brutus Beefcake on the West Coast. Holy shit, three sellouts with Beefcake. So a lot of it's to do with Hogan, but a lot of it, I think, too, is due to the opponent. And that's where Andre comes in because those guys are big. This is monumental. I mean, this is just like, like you see now, every video of WB starts off with Hogan slamming Andre for that's a reason. Stupid. And I don't care if somebody says I'm not rating that match high and then going back and changing the rating and still not ranking it high enough for my liking. It was the most historic match ever. Just as far as like everybody talked about it. Everybody knows the slam. My friend, who, who you know was kind of into wrestling was really kind of really getting you know it's, his feet were really enjoying it you see that slam and you just fall in love and you're obsessed and you know the, the ball rolls down the hill from there so andre the giant hogan is it the biggest rivalry ever in the history of wrestling and i think obviously up until that point it's the biggest rivalry ever in the history of wrestling it's very difficult when you look throughout the history not just of hogan and not just of andre but just kind of looking at the totalitary system that was pro wrestling right globally in the late seventies and the early eighties and Hogan and Andre, are they the first guys that really transcended and broke into that mainstream pop culture because Andre, the giant, like my grandmother knew who Andre, the giant was. You know, it, it, he was so much bigger than professional wrestling. He was a pop culture icon before there were really pop culture icons, because this yep. is before global media. You know, you have channels four, six and eight at this point in time, it, at least locally. That's what it was, you know. But Andre the Giant was so much bigger than professional wrestling and he made Hogan. It was so smart on Vince's end that when he decided Hogan's the guy, Hogan's the guy that is going to carry the professional wrestling banner for us into my big vision of nationalizing the WWF. I need to get Hogan over to that point. How do I do it? He has to have a feud with Andre. Yeah. Because Andre was the biggest thing ever globally. Yeah, it's crazy to think like, okay, this guy's a global star. This guy's a global star. But Andre was really kind of, like you said, he's really kind of the first one that everyone knew who he was, whether they realized it or not. Like, do you know Andre the Giant? Of course I know Andre the Giant. He used to always do that kind of test with everybody. Like, do you know who Hulk Hogan is? Like, are you kidding? Of course I know who Hulk Hogan is. You know what I mean? Four like people knew test. who Hulk Hogan was. They knew who Andre the Giant was. Right, right. It is crazy. Like, I love doing that test. It's like Ric Flair. Most people kind of knew. I feel like nowadays you ask, and I think everyone would know. But it's like Steve Austin, like, yeah, I know he is real popular. But everyone knew Hulk. Everyone knew Andre. I mean, it just, 
insane to think of how really popular they were globally. So Vince has a plan, right? I mean, they call it the golden era. For my intents and purposes, the, the Hogan era starts obviously after the quote-unquote golden era that everyone says with Vince starts. So when Vince takes over the company in 82, they really are saying, okay, that's the golden era, and it goes to about 93, and then so on and so forth from there. To me, I said, and I said in the first episode, the Hogan era is January 23rd, 1984, when he, when he wins that world title, and Hulkamania is here! as Gorilla Monsoon says, to April 5th, 1992. I know you can kind of go to 93 and, and maybe, but he really wasn't there as much. And I know he has the, the uh, Money Inc. feud. I know he has the Yokozuna feud. And he does that big European tour where he's the headliner and he's wrestling Yoko, not as the champion, as the challenger, which is funny that Bruce Pritchard got that wrong in that Yokozuna documentary. I don't know how, or maybe just misremembered it, whatever. But Hogan wasn't the champion. Yoko was the champion for that whole tour. And he was still kind of the man a little bit in, in a lot of people's eyes in 93, but it was really kind of turning into the Bret Hart era and kind of going in that direction. So I stopped it in 92 because I felt like right after WrestleMania 8 is when he really, really slowed down WBF. So well, I mean, you, you could say 93, but I, I stopped it. I think what's interesting about that is there's a lot of people that were still fully on board with the Hogan era, right? Yep. Even in 93, but Vince wasn't Vince was ready to move on because Hogan was old yep. and he wanted somebody to get younger and more athletic. How old was Hogan in 92? Late thirties, 39 ish. Cause he's 67 now, 67. <laughs> what that's fuck. Now I, gotta I, do, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, right? Like yeah, he's in his late thirties. Yeah. In Vince's mind, that would be like replacing Roman Reigns right now. I mean, like the, the industry has gotten so much older than what it was at that point. At that point, Vince was looking to move on because he thought Hogan was on his last legs. It's crazy to think like, okay, he thought that was his prime it's from 94 to 2000. He's prime. And he almost literally put them out of business. Right. So, I mean, what a huge mistake that was letting him do that, especially, from 95, 96, 97, 98. I mean, man, like Hogan, you could say always oh, slower, blah, 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 still in his prime, still main eventing, still means so much to the promotion. Then when you bring him back in, in 2001 and 2002, he's still headlining. So, man, to think that he thought he was done in 93, and he's got about 12 more years of his prime left, like crazy. And now he's bringing in 60-year-olds for main events. Yep. You, Not- I just, when you really think about that over the course of the last 30 years, it's absolutely insane. And it's also kind of crazy to think about. We, we we talk about Hogan and what he did kind of after the Andre feud. When you look at Andre after the Andre feud, we wouldn't have a whole lot. Right. A lot and of Matt, short matches with Savage, short matches with Warrior. Because he just he was falling apart. Yep. I mean, even even by WrestleMania three, Andre's falling apart. You know, so imagine if Andre would have been healthy and he had been alive through that entire boom period, what Andre the Giant would have meant to the Monday Night War era. Think about Andre here. So let's go back to 84. Hulk Hulkamania is here at starting. He beats Sheik for the title. He's the champ. Goodbye, Bobby Backlund. Hello, Hulk Hogan. Hello, Global Phenomenon. Hello, Rock and Wrestling. You know, hello, Sidney Lauper. Captain Lou, obviously, is a big part of that, too. Love Captain Lou. Um, 
you got Wolf in there. You, you know, you got all like the the rock and wrestling guys. So Andre's kind of he's there. He's on like the cartoon. I mean, he's he's got the LJN. He's still a huge star, but he's the babyface Andre. He's feuding with uh, Big John Stud. He's doing a feud with different variations of, of Heenan family guys. So all of a sudden, you know, you got Hogan and Piper. You got Hogan and Andre. You got Hogan and Bundy. But it's like, okay, this is huge. But imagine if you get Hogan Andre. So obviously they feuded before, but as a young fan. Like we're talking off air, not even realizing it. Okay, so they'll have matches in New Japan a lot, more than they had in WWF. They'll have a ton of matches um, over up in uh, MLW in, in Canada, uh, in Quebec, in the AWA a little bit, in uh, GCW in Georgia. They they had matches. So it's just one of those things. It's like okay, they first wrestled in Southwest in, in 1978. They're wrestling in Georgia in 79. So really, the big feud with them doesn't happen until eight years later in '87. So to me, it's like, as a fan, you might not even remember that stuff. And because Hogan's obviously mostly heel at that point, so you don't even think of Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan, you know, that era of, of the Hulkster. And then you move into here and you got Andre and Hogan about to feud. Do you sense like, okay, this should happen. This needs to happen. Uh, Hogan needs this. Or, or did you not even see this coming? Because I didn't see this coming, especially as far as, Heenan putting his nose and getting involved and having Andre turn heel and feud with Hulk. Well, and it's interesting because the do you, what's the earliest match that you could find between Hogan and Andre? 78? 78. There was supposedly a match in Southwest in uh twice in 1978. Um, then they had three matches in 79, but then they had another match in Georgia Championship Wrestling in 79. So I think that if you're a true blue fan, you remember show, Showdown at the Shea and that right. big show. Um, That's probably and, the first big, like, right, major in match. 1980 WWF, yes. But reversed, heel, Hogan, face, Andre. But but I think that's important, right? Because w when you get to the AWA stuff, there's already a history between Bobby Heenan and Hulk Hogan. And Hulk yeah. Hogan is a douchebag. Right. <laughs> you, you you have full on heel Hulk Hogan. Like you, we're, we're pre Hulkamania at this point. Right. But this is kind of the first feud that you can follow throughout the world. Right. For, for the super smart fan who's following along with the magazines and whatnot, like our age, but then you could follow Hogan and Andre. And when they bring Heenan into this thing, it makes it mean so much more because there's all that history to pull from. Right. Yeah. I like, is this the first match that you remember like that, where it's like, it, it's not only a WWF main event, but it was a main event all over the freaking world prior to that. Right. As a young fan had no idea, but as you become a historian and start being a real true blue fan and you start following, you're like, man, they had, they literally were like, globally having this big feud and it was just huge then they bring it to the wf in the early 80s hogan is slamming andre then you don't know it especially me being being a younger fan at the time had no idea that that happened you didn't know anybody slammed andre you know really you probably didn't see the harley race footage until way later and on all the other stuff but it's just funny like to think wow like you're so naive to some of that stuff well and that's because we were kids right, right? yep so I think we looked at it completely differently because we just, we bought whatever Vince spoon fed us at that time, you know, because we didn't yep. know any better. 
now it's completely different. Like if, if this was happening in a 2021 context with social media and YouTube and everything, this would have to be presented very, very differently. What do you think of the presentation? Do you like the way that they did this? Or do you wish that they would have paid homage to all of the history with Andre and Hogan? I liked that they didn't in, in a certain way. Maybe nowadays I would change my mind, but I liked it then because it felt so fresh. It was almost like, wow, these two giants didn't collide before. Like there was nothing kind of a past that, that would lead you to think this guy was going to win or that guy was going to win. It's one of those things where like, man, I don't know if Hogan could beat Andre. I don't know if he could slam Andre. So I kind of like not bringing up that past and really kind of just giving it a fresh slate, especially since the roles were reversed and now Hogan's the man. And Andre is like that veteran, like, hey, you may have beaten Piper, albeit not by pinfall, of course, at, at this point. You may have beaten Bundy and Stud and Dr. D. David Schultz and, and Funk and all these other guys, but you haven't beaten me. So I, I like that, and it's definitely a different role and a reversal. I also think it's cool that Heenan is involved, and he is such like a asshole. He's such a snake about it. Oh, he's so slimy. He's like, oh, like you almost think he brainwashed andre like that's the kind of guy you think he is like he's some sort of like cult leader like how can andre do that they were friends when hogan won the title he's celebrating with hogan he's pouring the champagne over his head he's getting drunk with hogan when hogan won the title at msg like i thought they were buddies i thought they were friends he didn't made uh made andre think otherwise but i i love the build-up because as you're building up this feud it is awesome to think like okay and not even in your head thinking like, okay, Hogan gets this gigantic trophy. You, you've been world champion for three years. You know, you, you're the man. This is early 87. This is Piper's pit. It's almost like the slow building. And of course, Piper is, is used as a tool in Piper's pit, which was a huge show at the time is used as, as a, a tool to get it, uh, the storyline to push forward get the storyline to move forward. So I love that. So you kind of give Hogan that trophy and you're like, Oh, he's a gigantic trophy. You've been champion for three years. You're awesome. So you're like, yeah, that is awesome. That's cool. And then the next week, well, Andre congratulates him, right? Remember he gives him that handshake, but it's like, Hogan's like, almost like, that oh, was like a, he's a bit taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, that was a, like a hard handshake. Yeah, I wonder what that was about. Very subtle. I love that. Very subtle. Well, so then- and, and that's one thing I wanted to bring up because everybody talks about it with the Mega Powers build, right? Yeah. How they planted all these seeds. And then by the time they finally got there, it's like you could look at the whole thing and just be like, wow, all the little hints that they dropped. Yeah. And it's just fantastic storytelling. They did it with Andre before they did it with Macho Man. And nobody really talks about it. Yeah. The thing is, too. So Heenan knows Hogan very well. Obviously, Heenan family and Hogan have feud. Heenan has feud with Andre before. So, you know, you get Hogan and Andre against Bundy and Stud and and really cool big man matches and feuds like that. And you think like, okay, there's no way Andre would be Heenan. We've seen what's going on here with Hulk and Andre being buddy-buddy. Like, so that handshake, that can't mean anything. They're, they're friends, like. Yeah, maybe just uh, he's really excited, really happy for him. So I like that that little nod too, where it's like there's no way that they're teasing tension here, but they are. They really are teasing it big time. Well, and it, it's also interesting the booking of Andre here, because just of when it happens inside of the company history, right? Because Andre did a lot of work for Vincent J. McMahon. Yes. Vincent K. McMahon ends up buying the company and he has Andre kind of as like the jolly giant, right? 
and then he ends up turning him. Do you think if Vincent J. McMahon was telling this story that he would have turned to Andre at that point? I don't know. And you know that the relationships with the McMahons and Andre were, it was just crazy. It was almost mm-hmm. like, like it was his son or something. Uh, Vincent J. It was almost like it was son. Like when he was passing, he's telling Vince Jr. You got to take care of Andre. You got to make sure you take care of him. Like as if it was his son. I mean, they really, really took good, good care of him. I wonder if in Andre's mind and in Vincent Kennedy McMahon, man's mind, it's like, okay. Cause it's, it's almost legit. He's the guy, he's the man, take care of Andre. He's, you know, like somebody you could really make the point of your promotion or really sell tickets behind this guy. And all of a sudden Hogan comes and it kind of pushes Andre to the background and Hogan gets bigger, pushes Andre a little further to the background. Hogan's running with Hulkamania. He's just dominating rock and wrestling. Andre gets pushed a little further. I wonder if Vince in his own head was like, yeah, Andre, you're getting pushed aside. We got to do, we got to make this like a realistic real life thing, turn life into art and art into life or whatever that expression is that art imitates life. So I think that's what Vince is probably going with. I don't think Vince and Jay McMahon would do it. Vince and Kennedy McMahon definitely was kind of rolling with the times and thinking like, man, we got to strike this now. First of all, Andre is getting out of his prime. Hogan right. needs this. I need this. Uh, we're huge, but I want to become bigger. So I think you know, perfect, perfect timing. And I think that Vince executed it perfectly here. And Bobby Heenan was the perfect mouthpiece for a heel Andre. Because Heenan already hated Hogan. He'd hated Hogan for years. He knew all of Hogan's dirty little secrets, and he was not afraid to air them in any way, shape, or form. That was the Bobby Heenan character. And then Andre, while everybody loved the guy, let's face it, he's not going out there and cutting the world's greatest promo. Bobby Heenan, though, he could go out there and cut you the world's greatest heel promo. And make it resonate in a way where you wanted to see Hogan really get after Andre. Because it it took a lot to turn Andre the giant heel. I mean, he's he's the most beloved person in the world. I think that uh, Bobby the Stain, as uh, Mongo used to call him, Bobby the Stain, I feel like with him as your manager nobody is gonna is gonna be rooting for you you got no chance you know some guys are like okay maybe exactly. they'll get an ovation there's no chance but so then you're, you're you're not only pulling in the history with andre for heenan to pull from you also have the history with heenan for heenan to pull from and it's just it made it so hot it was so well done so there is a point with hogan and andre where there's an MSG show and Andre kind of grabs the belt kind of, he was advertised, but not, not really advertised. He grabs the belt. He gives it to Hogan. He kind of just makes it a point of like looking at the belt. That was kind of like the first tease. And then like you build on it with him get with the handshake. So then that's like, okay, this is another lay to it. Why was he looking at the belt? He's interested. And then he gives Hogan the hard handshake. He must really be interested in, in, in the belt. Also too here. It's interesting because Hogan is feuding with Orndorff. And the feud technically is over because he won the cage match, but the cage match was a little indecisive. Huge rating, 10.0 rating. You think they could ever get close to that? What are they 2.0 now? Oh ever get close to that again? Like, it's insane. So people are into Hogan Orndorff. There was a show in September 86 that had a huge rating on um, NBC. January of 
and 87. They get a huge rating on NBC. Hogan gets the win. Not decisive enough of a cage match win where you think the feud was over. So they're still dangling that. So it's almost like you don't see Andre feud coming, right? Because of the Orndorff feud. Right. And we're still so early into WWF and how Vincent K. McMahon is changing the company with the expansion there are subtleties inside of this story that like you don't even pick up on at the time right because vince is completely changing the approach to professional wrestling we're planting seeds i mean professional wrestling was in you know dark smoky halls and vince is bringing it to a main stage he's starting to do sports entertainment even at this point this could be the first big sports entertainment feud if you really want to get down to it yeah, so he's obviously planning on uh, running the Silverdome out there in D- Detroit. Order which Hogan, was insane. Which it is insane. was insane. So you would think Order of Hogan, like, can they sell it out? Well, the big event in 86 in Toronto, 60,000 people were there to see Hogan and Order of. So possibly, you know, you could, could say, okay, maybe they could sell it out. That's a maybe. Hogan, Andre, it's a definite you know what I mean? Absolutely. You just figure that that's 60,000. You got to get 33 more thousand people uh, to fill up uh, the Silver Dome here where, where the Lions are playing. You know, so you got to have considerable amount of more people. You would have had a great house, but I don't know if you get to the level of Hogan and Andre. So you tease it on Piper's Pit really hard. Then the next week, which is even worse as far as looking for Hogan. Andre gets presented with a smaller trophy, slightly smaller, but he's being the only undefeated wrestler in history, which is funny because in my head, I'm like, wow, this guy's undefeated. This is amazing. Like, who the hell could be undefeated? Wow, that's great. Even though it's not, not, not even close to true. But I love the, you know, nothing else happens except for in the World Wrestling Federation, pal. Everything else is wiped off. So they give him that trophy, another tease. So he's looking at the belt, the handshake, then the sp- smaller trophy. I mean, this is really kind of building up here with Andre. He cannot be happy. It's festering. And it's really, really smart the yeah. way that they're putting it all together. Because and this was the benefit of national expansion in the 80s, right? Like nobody knew any better. Yep. It's not like you were tuning into New Japan World to watch all of the, the Hogan and Andre matches that happened in Japan. You know? So it, it's really, really smart. They're just building the resentment and they're just getting a bit more blatant with it as it continues on and on and on until it finally explodes. So of course he's being billed as being undefeated. Hogan, of course, comes to congratulate him, which is just funny too. Cause it's like, you know, you're adding fuel to the fire. You don't even realize it as a fan, but I mean, you're really adding fuel to the fire here with like, I'm the champion. I'm getting a bigger trophy. Yeah. You're undefeated, but you're not getting a shot of the title and we're friends. So you definitely don't want to, that adds to it too, because to me, it's almost like Hogan, maybe unwillingly, is being a little bit of a heel here. Like, dude, we're friends. I don't care if you're undefeated. I'm the champ. You know what I mean? Like it, that. That adds to it too. Now, the, the the best thing about this feud is you can justify everything that happens from this point forward, which is We've- great for a good heel. We've laid it all out, right? You can see where Andre's being pushed aside. You can see that Hulk Hogan is an egotistical prick and he thinks that the world revolves around him. And who is he 
I'm Andre the freaking giant. I'm Hulk Hogan's muscle. I'm his buddy. He treats me like his little buddy, but look at me. I'm seven foot four. I'm 550 pounds. Why am I taking this crap from Hulk Hogan? I've never even wanted to be the world champion. I'm Andre the giant. I don't need to be the world champion, but you know what? You're starting to piss me off. And then when Hogan comes out there, just like, because you came out for me, brother, so I got to come out for you. And starts doing a little bit of a speech, and Andre walks out on the speech. So, I mean, this is so cool, because this is like week week one, two, Hogan three. Hogan you know makes I mean? it all about himself inside of that speech, because he's an egotistical prick. Hogan had it coming. He left Andre <laughs> no other choice. Andre is the sympathetic character here. Hulk Hogan is the heel. So February 7th, 1987, Piper's Pit, the unthinkable happens. Andre comes out. He's accompanied by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Heenan, of course, accuses Hogan of being just a liar and an a-hole and, and holding Andre back and not giving him a title shot. Hogan is, first of all, the best guy here. I know all three, Hogan, Heenan, and Andre are awesome. And I love how Andre is like staring a hole through Hogan. You can tell he hates his guts. You'd certainly see a sense in his character and this huge change in his character. Piper is the best. I always thought like Piper, if you didn't know any better, you would think he hundred percent th thinks everything's legit. His face, you know what I mean? Just everything about him. You're as you're watching him, you just like get lost and you're like, well, Piper's like, if he's this invested, uh, of course you'd be anyway, but it's like you get doubly invested because Piper's just like shocked. I, I love Piper's reaction. Hogan's reaction is is kind of funny too. Because yeah. like as a kid watching it, it's perfect. Like Hogan sells it perfectly if you are in the like 8 to 12-year-old demographic. But to go back and watch it now – it's so campy like uh, and, and to know like Hogan goes on to become like pretty freaking good. Right. The yeah. face, but every once in a while you see the campiness kind of come out in the NWO days when he's yep. like really selling, like being scared of staying. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. When, when he like, what are you doing with him, dude? You know, like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Andre, I love the voice and like the way he kind of just goes at Hogan. I challenge you to a WWF world title match at WrestleMania three. Then he rips off the shirt and probably not on purpose, but he rips off the crucifix too. And that's awesome because what symbolism, like he ripped right. off the chain and the shirt. So he rips Hulkamania and he rips his faith. He rips everything he believes in off of him. And it's just like that huge giant meaty paw rips it. Piper Even the, the, the little bit of blood adds to it, right? Yes, like you have the, the blood, blood on the cross. You know? Piper, Piper has the best line as he touches Hogan. He goes, "You're bleeding, man!" Like as like just absolutely shocked. <laughs> like you get to, and like Piper gets lost in the moment. Hogan's lost in the moment. I mean, it's just awesome. Heenan and Andre walk off, just picture perfect. What yeah. what build up without punches and stupid things being said and you know all this insanity. It was just plain and simple establishing Andre wanting the shot, establishing that he's the heel. Heenan is perfect saying Hogan's a liar and an asshole. And he cheated Andre out of a title shot. And, you know, you've been champ since 1984, basically. And now it's 87 and Andre never got a title shot. If the guy's undefeated, how the hell did he not get a right. title shot for three years? Because Hogan so was all, ducking him. 
yes, Hogan, maybe we've talked to him. I thought you were my friend, brother. You know, so we're set. WrestleMania three, we're going to have 93,000 people, you know, for this gigantic WrestleMania three, bigger, better, better. What is you like the thought process for you when you're thinking, okay, Hogan, Andre, this is really going to happen. You can't get bigger than that. Right. Right. I mean, like, that's it. And as a kid, you thought this was it for Hogan. Like, legitimately he, nervous and worried. Yes. Like, he can't beat Andre the Giant. Yep. And this was the first time where, like, you felt like Hogan wasn't going to win. Like, everybody else, Hogan was, like, supremely confident and he was your guy and all American baby. This is like, Hogan's even kind of questioning it himself. Like, do I have what it takes to be Andre the Giant? I mean, look at the guy. He's Andre the freaking Giant. I love, though, the next week, Hogan gives the emphatic, when he Piper asks him if he's going to accept the challenge, yes! I love when you get the Hogan yes. That and the WrestleMania 8 uh, press conference when they're saying it's going to be Flair against Hogan. And Sid, I don't know if you remember, they're all lined up, Savage, Sid, and Hogan, and they're all lined up like who's going to get the shot. And then Jack Tunney's like, Hulk Hogan. And Hogan goes, yes, yes, yes. Like the original yes chant. And then Sid snaps. But I just love this one. is great because he's like, yes, he's accepting. He's not backing up. He wants to fight. Andre wants it. He got it. He badmouths Heenan. He can't believe that Heenan tricked his friend, but he's going to have to face him because, you know, He's brainwashed by Heenan. Love this, huh? He's going to accept the challenge. And as a kid, it's great because you're rallying behind Hogan, right? But again, you go back and watch it now. Hogan comes across as the delusional heel. Like Bobby Heenan brainwashed Andre? No, dude. He laid out the facts. Like this is the way that it is. You know, so Hogan almost comes across as delusional throughout that promo. But I as love, a kid, you don't care because you're behind the Hulkster, brother. I love that we're about to find out who you know who's gonna win, Hogan or Andre. I mean, this is a huge deal. So we talked before. You got all these big feuds for Hogan. I don't know if any anyone gets bigger for Andre. He's coming to the end of his rope, though. You could tell physically. Really, WBF will keep him wrestling till ni- 1990. I know he wrestled a little bit that's more a, in Japan and did some other stuff. Crazy. But it's crazy to think that he could barely move. Put him in the tag team with Haku. They do the Colossal Connection. They win the tag titles. They have that feud with Demolition. Then he turns babyface. But it's crazy to think that at this point, 87, he's pretty broken down. But Vince keeps saying, hey, I need you. Because, hey, yeah. he needs to pop a rating or he needs to pop uh, some numbers or he wants to sell out some houses. So you got to keep Andre around. Big draw. Huge star. You need him. So then, of course, we're going to have a contract signing between these guys, and you're going to have Hogan and Andre. Everything seems heightened. Everything seems more important. Hogan is such a huge star, but he's never faced anything like Andre. Hogan is the man. This is his era. This is his time. But yet, there's that sliver of doubt because he hasn't beaten Andre yet. Why didn't you give him a shot before, you know? Andre's the bigger star. That's the thing that's crazy about this. Like Hulk Hogan is the biggest star in the world, but he's not Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant is an even bigger star than Hulk Hogan. And that that had never happened to Hulk Hogan at this point. It may not ever happen again. 
It could be argued it never happens again. You could argue Dwayne when when you get to the Rock versus Hogan. Yeah. But I'm I'm telling you, there are people in this world who don't know who Dwayne the Rock Johnson is, but their parents knew who Andre the Giant was. Right. Absolutely. So March 14th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event happens. They're in a 20-man battle royal. Neither win, but Andre the Giant gains the psychological advantage because he eliminates Hogan. So that's another thing. It's like, okay, maybe Hogan is going to be psyched out because Andre again eliminates him. I just love like the build because you can't just laying the groundwork for more doubt for Hogan that he gets eliminated by Andre. And, and, and the thing that's great about this is you mentioned the Hogan promo earlier where he accepts it, right? Like he's psyching himself up. He's trying to get himself into that supremely confident. I'm the world champion Hulk Hogan. And now he has a setback because there is a moment where Hogan's even like, damn, maybe I can't beat Andre. Like he just took me out, brother. Like you said, just more doubt in Hogan's mind. And I feel like the doubt in Hogan's mind left the doubt in all of the fans too, because it's Andre the Giant. And we don't know everything that's going on with Andre at this point. Like Andre was really, really hurting by this point. So Hercules, of course, (laughs) randomly uh, wins that battle royal, but the whole thing and the whole reason why everybody kind of would focus on the battle royals because hogan and andre were in it and andre eliminates hogan so that's like the big takeaway andre really is is like the one guy who hogan may not be able to beat um, and, and vince was really really high on hercules right yes, so if you're yep. it, it, when you think about it if you're trying to get hercules over it makes sense to do it inside of this battle royal you have hogan and andre everybody's watching it Oh, they, they both lost, and that guy won. Who's that guy? Maybe I should watch some more of him. So behind the scenes, there's a lot of talk of, like, okay, we're building the WrestleMania three. Can Andre make it there? He's got the brace underneath the single. You could clearly see yeah. he's wearing something, kind of holding them together. Like, will he make it? So it's interesting. And Orndorff interviewed him years ago. He said this is true. They kept him off the card on purpose in case he had to fill in the main event. So, yes, it wouldn't have been as good, but he was kind of kept strong. Now we kind of know almost on purpose a little bit just in case. So the crowd wouldn't be like, oh, wow, Hogan versus Kamala, you know, who, who, by the way, was in the lead up one of the tele the on televised house shows against Hogan that sold out and didn't made so much money. So that's why Hogan kind of always liked to have affinity for Kamala. Although it's Hogan really on the hot streak, it's just good to see, okay, you put a hot heel or a big scary monster. Can Hogan sell out? Okay, he does with Kamala. But you keep Orndorff strong because in case, for whatever reason, Andre might not be able to make it, the fans are like, okay, yeah, you do have unfinished business, Orndorff. He is like uh, not a pretender to the throne. He's a real like contender to the throne where he can actually possibly beat Hogan. So to me, the fact that they sold out the big event in Toronto, he did 60,000 people that kind of justifies the, the reasoning like, okay, Orndorff could face Hogan here at WrestleMania three and people would buy it. Cause it's one of Hogan's biggest feud and huge moneymaker. Do, do you think that the buy rate and the attendance would have been as good for Orndorff though? No, definitely not. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, as like a plan B, but that's not a, not the plan a, it wouldn't have been as big, especially for a main event, you know? And, and I mean, like we're as, as we record this, it's all out weekend, right? We're, I kind of feel that way about Kenny Omega and Christian Cage too, where it's like that's the main event, really. Yeah. Yep. 
okay yep like and and, and it's a damn shame because orendorf hogan was a hell of a feud yeah but, but it's just not he wasn't hogan andre, andre. So did you ever think like, okay, he's not going to be in it? Or do you think it's a little bit of them building the lore of the match and making it seem even more like mythology, like Andre may not wrestle? Because even Hogan says in many interviews after the fact, I didn't know if Andre was going to wrestle. And then it was, I don't know if Andre was going to do business that night. Do you believe any of that? Or is that all just myth? Andre really was hurt. But do you really believe all that? Andre really was hurt. I'm trying let's face it for me to go back to 1987 i I gotta go way back right and i i don't remember how i felt about it at the time you know because like i felt like the whole on i felt like they were just kind of telling me maybe there is a chance for hogan to beat andre you know, like Andre's not healthy. Like, I don't know if Hogan could beat a healthy Andre. I don't think so. Like healthy Andre is going to take Hogan out, but Ooh, maybe if, if Andre's hurt, maybe, maybe Hogan can get him that I'm pretty sure that's how I remember it as a kid. The thing is too, like, I feel like Andre would never not do business, but that's been a big kind of talking point over the years that, excuse me for a second, that he just may refuse he may just tell vince i'm not losing to hogan even though hogan's the man even though he's got to win that's been the story for a long time that maybe he won't put hogan over yeah and i've never understood that now looking back on it because especially with andre's history with wrestling you got to put the guy over i mean that's right time honored tradition well and Andre was was very much inside of that world, right? Yeah, and uh, no Andre knew that his time was coming to an end. It's not like Andre had never put Hogan over before. Granted, not on a stage like WrestleMania, but right. I, it, it just it never struck me as well, why wouldn't Andre do business with Hogan? You yeah, know? I mean, friends like, too. Yeah, I always thought that was weird because they're friends too. I mean, yeah, like Andre was in his wedding. Else. Yeah. It you leads know? to like the myth of like like oh wow this is crazy oh Andre is going to go into business for himself oh like I I never really bought any of that stuff just because Hogan and Andre were boys. Now, if you watch the documentary, um, Hogan tells a story about Andre where Hogan like completely wrote out the entire match and he gives it to Andre and Andre would like refuse to discuss the match with Hogan and Hogan wasn't really sure what was going to happen. And then they get out there in the ring and just magically Andre does everything exactly the way that Hogan had written it down brother, (laughs) because he's a creative genius, you know, and the way that Hogan tells the story, very self-indulgent for Hulk Hogan, but it is pretty well documented that at that time, Andre was in a really bad place when it comes to his health. He was drinking a lot. And when we say uh, Andre the Giant was drinking a lot, I mean, that's a lot because Andre's drinking ability was legendary at that point. But he was not in a good place physically. So it reasons that he wasn't in a good place mentally either. And he just wanted to be left the hell alone. He didn't want to talk to Hogan, right? Because they were boys and Andre was going to snap on him because Hogan is so into this match and laying out the creative. He's like, just give it to me. Shut the fuck up and go away. 
that makes a lot of sense to me too. But the way Hogan tells the story, I didn't know what was going to happen when we get out there. And then the match goes off exactly the way that Hogan wrote it. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. So everything goes according to plan. Obviously, the match is one of the most memorable matches of all time. The body slam heard around the world happens. Hogan does get the three after the leg drop. And, you know, obviously Hulkamania is lifted to a new level. Even Jesse the Body Ventura is shocked that the Hulkster won. He's putting over Hulk. He can't believe he did it. Gorilla is going nuts. The crowd's going nuts. 93,000. It's just absolutely insane there unforgettable moment possibly the biggest moment ever in the history of the business maybe never ever to be duplicated again but you know what wbf said to themselves okay this is uh, you know wrestlemania 3 this was the biggest we've ever done we can't let it die here this feud cannot die here there is too much money left on the table wrestlemania 3 you agree biggest moment and you also agree that you can't leave that money on the table um, I don't know about the, you, you can't leave that money on the table part. Um, because Andre, like, is this the last really, really good Andre, the giant match? Yes. Because even the next few Hogan matches, you could tell he's even in less right. of good health. Like he's even worse shape. And I feel like the thing that really sold the finish at WrestleMania three is the cell job that Andre has, like the camera goes on Andre and Heenan as he's in like the little cart on the way up. And Andre is just anguished in pain from this body slam by the Hulkster. Now looking back on it, Andre was just really in that much pain. He wasn't selling. Right. But it really makes that moment feel that much bigger for Hogan the way that it looks because Andre is in so much pain after that body slam it just, that put Hogan over the top. So Hogan wins. We don't see Andre for a little bit, but obviously Pat Patterson and Vince are saying like, man, there's so much money left on the table here. We got to keep this thing going. Like let's start creating other shows literally based off Hogan Andre. So really, I mean, you're going to have Saturday night's main event different shows with Heenan and Andre coming in. They do an interview with me and Gene. Um, they claim that the, the first part of the match with Hogan and Andre, when he went for the body slam, that technically speaking, Andre won one, two, three, even though Hogan does kick out, but it's a nice little tease to throw in there to like give Andre an out or have him save face. Like I thought I won early on. I won within a minute. So that's, that's another like talking point. We're like, okay, if that's true, we can keep this feud going. Even though he lost clean, He's claiming he won, which is also a great heel tactic. Now, if you go back and watch it, pause. What is the truth? Did Hogan Andre out. pin Hogan? No, Andre kicked out. Oh, Hogan kicked out. Mm -hmm. Come on, Joey Morello. You know he kicked out. Was it supposed to look that way, though? Like, do you think that was planned? Honestly, I always thought about that because is Andre just in that bad shape where he kind of doesn't get at, you know, doesn't get off of him a certain way? It, it came off looking great, I think. Like, and, and a great point for Andre. It's like, damn, uh, he had almost had that one. I was close. But, like, is that just, you know, kind of like the blood on the chest when he rips off the, the, the shirt, right? Like, I don't believe that was supposed to happen. Right. Yep. Was that just, you know, the, the, the wrestling gods, like, blessing yes. Vince McMahon, you know? Divine like, intervention, yeah. It's right here. Like, use this. And it was perfect. 
because so, you go back and watch the footage, Andre had a case. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So really think about, it. okay, Pat Paris and Vince are thinking, okay, WrestleMania did so much. There's so much money. People love Hogan Andre. This is our most profitable feud. It did so damn good. It's setting us up. It set us off. Where do we go from here? Why don't we just start creating more pay-per-views? Okay, what, well, what do you got? Why don't we try a little thing called the Survivor Series? So you got Hogan's team. You got Andre's team. What do you think here? Is this a great idea? Because you got to keep that money train going. I know Andre's not in great shape, but you put him in a team, he doesn't have to do as much. That was the smartest thing about it, right? I mean, yep. Andre was protected inside of the booking of the whole thing. Um, I, I thought it was really, really smart looking back on it. Survivor Series 1987, Andre ends up getting the win. He beats, not Hogan, because Hogan gets counted out earlier, but he beats Bam Bam. Love Bam Bam. Just to really just cement further that Andre is the best. And you're thinking, okay, Hogan wasn't involved, so Hogan technically you know, didn't get beat, so he still looks strong, obviously. But Andre looks real strong and looks like shit. Maybe Andre does deserve a re- Maybe Andre has a right to to get that rematch against the Hulkster. Now, I guess the, the, the real question would be if you're Andre and Heenan, why did Hogan get counted out intentionally just so he wouldn't have to get in the ring with Andre? <laughs> hey, you know, but I mean, yep. it's, it, it's just another layer to it. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you think back about that team, I mean, just gigantic, gigantic, huge men. Freaking team. So you got Andre, Butch Reed, King Kong Bunny, One Man Gang, Rick, Rick Rude with Heenan. Then you've got Hogan, Bam Bam, Don Morocco, Patera, Orndorff, and then obviously Humperdinck is out the super pissed. Like, whew, Rick the, Rude the, looks like Rey Mysterio in that. Uh, Orndorff, who is gigantic at this point, right? looks small. It's crazy. Just you, huge men. Yep. Huge. It's just crazy to think like the, the just uh, massive humanity, as uh, <laughs> Gorilla would say in that match. So I just love it th- that we're going to keep this thing going because it's like, shit, I thought he beat the giant. I thought he slayed that dragon. He ain't going anywhere. And this annoying Bobby Heenan is such an asshole. He keeps coming. When is this guy just going to give up ready? So eventually Hogan defeats King Kong Bundy again. beats him at um, Saturday night's main event. Of course, Andre is out there in his corner. Andre gets ejected from ringside at one point. But I just love the like the tease again. Bundy's, you know, he's going to lose, but Andre's out there saying, I want my match with Hogan. It's just one of those things where you're going to have another rematch with Bundy at another Sunday night's main event in 88. Andre would sneak up and get revenge on Hogan. He chokes him from behind. He knocks him unconscious. Um, just You just keep building and building and building, and it's not something where it's like bing, bang, boom, AEW style, everything happens in one show in two seconds. This is building up weeks and months. And we inject Hacksaw into it at that point, mm-hmm. yeah, and, which is crazy to think about, right? Like He breaks no, that two by four over uh, Andre's n- back. Yeah. And knowing what kind of shape Andre's back is in at that point, like, you know, it's a gimmick two by four, right, but right. still, and he no sells it because he's Andre the freaking giant. Love it. Looks like even more of a monster. Like, right? oh, shit. Like, this is like, okay, Hogan beat him before, but now he's angry. Now, now he's, he's off. angry, Andre the Giant. You now bet. he's knocking Hogan unconscious. Like, oh, shit. Hulkster's in trouble here. Getting a little bit nervous as a fan. You know what I mean? I'm getting a little bit uh, apprehensive. Like, shit, you fucking better not lose, Hogan. It's, come on. You know, but, and, 
it's crazy because for me at this, this is probably about the point where I was really getting to like, I hope Andre whips his ass. You know, I like, I think this is where my Hulk Hogan hatred really started to like boil over. Ooh. I was team Andre. Can I say? So essentially, you know, they're, they're USA wants to get in the mix. They create the Royal rumble, you know, like they, they are starting to create more shows off of the fact that Hogan and Andre did so much business. So right. on the backs of Hogan and Andre, they're just creating all these offshoots and they're building, building, building. They were big before. They just keep getting bigger. So it just shows you the power of this feud. It's like, oh, where do all these shows start from? Literally, Hogan's back, Andre's back, and it just keeps building from there. So Hogan starts a little mini feud with DiBiase, and you don't know this, but you know DiBiase is a bit of an asshole and, and wants to buy the title from Hogan. Hogan, obviously being the babyface that he is, refuses. So that's where it kind of is building up to the Hogan-Andre 2 at the main event having the rematch, doing it on NBC on a Friday night, really being watched by 33 million people. The fix is in. You got the Hebner brothers, right? You got them pulling their right. bullshit, which was crazy. Uh, Hogan seeing double. Uh, <laughs> Hogan, if you look, he launches Earl so bad. Earl said he separates his shoulder because he misses everybody when he tosses Earl afterwards. I just think that's crazy because Hogan is like just jacked up at this point. He's just nuts. But that was a, a bit crazy because Andre pins him. Obviously, Hogan kicks out, but they count three. They cheat him. The evil referee. You know how much? How much did you have to pay for the surgery, brother? Hogan didn't think they were twins. He thought it was some sort of facial surgery going on. But Dave and Earl have there. They switch places. Earl gets the trickery. Andre gets the title. We know he's the world champion, but in chic uh, very chicanerous ways. A lot of chicanery going on. Sells the title to DiBiase. DiBiase is such a freaking scumbag. How, how could you buy a title? You can't do that. And then we're off to the races, setting up the tournament for WrestleMania 4 as the title gets vacated. What do you think here? I mean, this is crazy. This is something we've never seen before in wrestling. This, to me, is where it kind of jumped the shark, right? Okay. Like, okay. Um, and, and it was, when you look back throughout the history at this point, there's all kinds of different little side characters kind of getting introduced when DiBiase got introduced into this entire thing, that's when it kind of jumped the shark for me. Whoa, like, why? Because I, I, I was team Andre. I didn't care if it was nefarious. Andre, the giants, the world freaking champion. And then he just sells the belt off to DiBiase and the title ends up getting vacant. And, and I just, I didn't like the whole DiBiase angle to this entire thing, you know? All right. And, and which I, is, I which is sad because I like Ted DiBiase a lot. I, I really like the million dollar man. I just did not like this angle at all. I love it because it's so different. Nothing we've seen before. It's just really throwing a monkey wrench to things. So you don't want Hogan to lose really clean. You keep him strong. You keep Andre strong because he technically didn't lose the rematch. He just cheated and won. They did the, the two referee thing, which was cool as hell and just random. I'm a twin, so I thought that was kind of cool just to just to do that. Then you throw DiBiase in the mix. So now you have another heel, another asshole for Hogan to beat. And then you know you're really going to th – toss savage into the mix as this tournament is going to go on hogan andre three is is on the, the the cover hogan andre three is is the the main event quote unquote 
for WrestleMania four for the tournament because they both get the buy, but they're the selling point again. So they're the selling point for WrestleMania three. They're the selling point for the survivor series. They're the selling point for the main event, 33 million people. They're the selling point for WrestleMania four, 14 man tournament. You're not going to get a great match here. They're going to get DQ'd and that match is going to be over, but they're both their nights aren't over because they're going to be involved in Savage and DiBiase. So in essence, you're creating two other stars on the back and even Doug in a little bit too, because he got involved with the, the right. two by four and he loses to DiBiase at WrestleMania four, but you're going to create DiBiase automatically a main eventer. Savage wins the tournament. He's a main eventer. He's a part of the mega powers. You're kind of really creating not only all these shows off of Hogan and Andre, creating all these other stars, not even ancillary characters, stars right. and main eventers off of them. So that's just to me, it's like, whew, what a feud. Because what are the feud not only create shows and 33 million people and all these buy rates and breaking attendance records and you beating the Rolling Stones, but creates other main eventers that had staying power and lasting power that last to this day. And then that leads to the Andre versus Duggan feud too. Right. Like that, yeah. that, that's what happens coming out of four. Hogan takes off to go film a movie. Um, and of course, Hogan helps Savage win. Savage wins the world right. title. DiBiase loses. Kind of got screwed by Hogan a little bit. He cheats the chair. Because Hogan's a heel. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Andre looks uh, str- strong still because he wasn't involved with that. But he's still with DiBiase and they're still together. So that's not the end of it, though. You know, and, he, I mean? like, and he has a reason. He has a reason to go after Hacksaw too. You yep. know, so yep. so. But as you look at all of this, talk about sports entertainment, huh? I mean, yes. like, yes, wh- th- th- this is when people started talking about you know professional wrestling is kind of a soap opera, because this is really kind of the the commencement of all of that on so, a national stage, anyway. Yes. So you have WrestleFest '88 which is great, and I, I love that show. Hogan and Andre in the cage, Savage and DiBiase for the title. Those are the two main events. Great show there. Hogan's going to beat Andre in the cage. Savage is obviously going to beat DiBiase and, and retain the title. But that, that's like not the end of it. I mean, we're going to have SummerSlam 88, another pay-per-view created off the back of Hogan and Andre. So it's the Mega Powers against the Mega Bucks. It's Hogan and Savage. Jesse Ventura is the referee. You got DiBiase and Andre as a team. So yet again, Andre is starting on the show. So man, you talk about something like, okay, what could we build that has legs to it? What could we use? You know what I mean? Like what could we possibly finagle out of this? Man, I don't know if you've ever seen more spider legs come out of a spider than, than this feud. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the only sad part about this is Andre and the shape that Andre is in because and you can clearly see it. That's the sad part about it. So I go back and watch this feud. You can clearly see kind of the decline. Could you imagine if we would have done this exact same thing? Pause. It was the exact same story. But you had 1977 to like 1982, Andre the Giant instead. Yep. And it, it sounds crazy to say that, but of, of several years ago when I got into New Japan, going back on New Japan World and looking up Andre the Giant matches from like the late 70s, early 80s when Andre was over there, it's incredible how agile Andre was back at that time if we could have had that form of andre 
through this entire feud, it, it would have been even better. The matches would have been even better. Think about like the end of, of, of that rivalry or that feud. It's like, wow, did we get our money's worth? Did we get everything we could out of this feud? Did we literally suck the life out yeah. of Andre the Giant, like in order to, to really make as much money as we possibly could. Not only with that, then Andre eventually feuds with Savage. I mean, they have really quick, short matches and stuff, but they have a little mini feud there and it helps Savage elevate Savage and then yep. eventually Warrior a little bit too. But it just kind of continues on where Andre is unselfishly putting these guys over. But Vince maybe selfishly is using Andre to help these guys. But it's funny, like you think of like the big stars of the era, Andre is being used to really elevate Hogan even further help elevate warrior help elevate savage you know andre is giving a lot to the business and gave his whole body his mind body soul to do it now knowing that knowing about the matches with savage knowing about the matches with warrior does it really make any sense that andre would have not wanted to do business at wrestlemania 3 right makes no sense yep. it just it doesn't make any sense to me interesting they had a house show Around the time of WrestleMania 6, it was uh, March of 1990. Bossman and Hulk Hogan defeat the colossal connection of Andre and Haku. And that is the last match that they're going to have together. Of course, non-title match um, there. But that's going to be like the last uh, last match for those two. Just an interesting kind of way it ended. Didn't really kind of end with like a big blow off or anything. It really ended with, think about it, WrestleFest and SummerSlam 88 was really the blow off. Hey, I, I call bullshit on that match from 1990. I've never seen it. I don't believe that it existed. I, I, I don't <laughs> buy it because there's no way that Hulk Hogan and the big boss man are beating even 20% of Andre the Giant and Haku from that era. There's oh, no on. way in hell. I had. I don't believe it. I think I, I think Hogan went into Wikipedia and added this in just to make it look like the feud fizzled out. I don't believe this match ever happened. Don't buy it. So think about that for a second, just to, as far as the feud. Hogan and Andre started in 87, really ends in, in the summer of 88 and creates at that time. So you got the biggest WrestleMania ever. You create Survivor Series, you create the Royal Rumble, really had create a even stronger relationship with NBC where you're doing other shows besides that nice main event. You had the main event, which was on a Friday night and they did 33 million people. You got SummerSlam. It just was insane. You created Savage as a star off of it. You've created DiBiase off of a star of it. Is this the most successful feud of all time? Not even just the Hogan era, because I think it's the most successful feud of the Hogan era, but is this the most successful feud of all time? It might be. It really might be. And even to go back further than that, if you if you look at this thing in its completion, right? Their first match was in '78, right? You know, ten plus and, years, yeah. And multiple companies, and you know, this was the main event all the way around the world. Sold a lot of tickets, put a lot of butts in seats. Whether it was watching them fight against one another or fight beside one another as a tag team, because they had a lot of tag team matches too. They sold a lot of tickets. It's hard to argue that there was a better, more profitable feud in the history of pro wrestling than Andre, the giant versus Hulk Hogan. 
the only thing, and talk about this in other weeks and times, and and maybe even on who is, because we could do a who is Hogan's best opponent. When you start putting pay per views out there, and him and Savage WrestleMania five do seven hundred fifty thousand by, then pay per view wasn't as as prominent. Then you could start saying it. But if you do inflation and in importance, Andre has got to be the the one. And it's it's also what do you define as best? You know, are are you talking about the match quality? Yes, or... that was one thing that that kind of trumps anything people say today. It's like, oh, but the matches aren't that good. Hogan Andre won and did the best business ever. So does that really matter? Or right. are you emotionally invested? Right. Are you on yeah. the edge of your seat hoping that and praying? Um, like maybe I was or, or wasn't, I won't say. But uh, that Hogan doesn't lose. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I mean, you're emotionally invested. So it's not just that. But Hogan and Savage had great matches too. Yeah. Just to throw that out there. Um, but this is a, a great episode here. Episode number two of the Hogan era. I feel like obviously there's a lot of legs. want to cover it in grand fashion before we get granular as jeff jarrett says i want to uh, cover it in just really grandiose big fashion before we start breaking it down even further is i think each one of those shows is like its own individual story like wrestlemania 3 is a story said the main event is a story wrestlemania 4 is a story SummerSlam, survivors is royal rumble i mean it's all a story and and it definitely can go in length but this was kind of a great overview of arguably and i say yes the greatest feud of all time just money wise importance wise um, what are your kind of closing statements as far as this epic, epic feud? Hulk Hogan was the heel. Andre was the baby face. I still firmly <laughs> believe that. Um, thanks for having me on, Boz. Uh, yeah. th- this was a lot of fun because I am not in any way, shape or form a Hulk Hogan fan. But I, I do try to remain at least somewhat objective when it comes to the Hulkster. Um, and this is one where it's really, really hard to argue. When you get into at least importance to the professional wrestling business for what it is now in 2021, it started on the backs of Hogan and Andre. It started in 78 and then it kind of took over the world. Totally agree. To me, the biggest feud of all time, and it still has a stamp today because before every WWE show, you got the slam, you hear Gorilla's voice, Andre the Giant gets the body slam heard around the world. To me, the most important feud ever. It, it set off a chain of events in an era where, where Vince is able to make billions of dollars today thanks to Hulk yep. and Andre in that feud. So, man, I love uh, talking Hogan. I love the Hogan era, and you've got many more episodes coming. Got a lot more to talk about down the pike. The most important era of the business, everyone refers to it as the golden era. Like I've said before, I, of course, called the Hogan era. So before we go, let's talk some plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com and of course Patreon, Patreon.com/tmptempire. Jargo, what do you got? Keep up with me across all social media platforms at not Jargo. Hitting the marks.com, destinopod.com. I'm, I'm kind of everywhere these days, and I'm loving it. Great stuff as always, Jargo. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here on the Hogan Era podcast this has been a john pause power trip production in conjunction with the two-man power trip of wrestling you could follow us on instagram and twitter at two-man power trip you could check us out on facebook you could subscribe on youtube 
You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother.